Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today on Real Ghost Stories Online, our weekend kid friendly edition a family moves into what should be a happy and empty house, only to become guests in their own home to the spirits who refuse to leave. That's what Harper and me will be talking about today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com You're about to Possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. Then it is 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online. To share your Real Ghost Stories with us, write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. If you want to support our show, become an extra podcast person, an EPP as we call them. You sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com. Slash Real Ghost Stories, whatever platform you prefer. And uh, there you get access to all of our bonus episodes, brand new ones every single week, exclusively for our EPP members, jam-packed with our best ghost stories. You also get yourself uh, hooked up with advanced episodes of the show weeks before the release to the public, all commercial-free. Uh, you get our ebook, our audiobook, lots of great extras there. All helps to keep this program Uh, afloat and on the air so if you like it and uh, you want to keep going please consider supporting five bucks a month is all it is to get all those extras and uh, know that you're supporting uh you know it's just a small business it's a it's what we do and we love doing it you want it to continue please uh please do your part to help of allowing us uh, to to do this show for you here at uh, real ghost stories online tony and harper joining you for today's episode of the program, it's the weekend kid-friendly edition of Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome. Thank you. Good to have you uh, here in the studio. It was funny, right before we went on the air, I got a uh, a video message uh, from my mom, who uh, she's been on the show before, uh, and uh, she loves to go walking in cemeteries. 
Um, you want to share what the what the video is about? Oh yeah, there is a picnic table at the um at the church. Was it? It's a mausoleum at the uh, yeah. Yeah, there is a picnic table at the mausoleum, but it was right across from um grandma's godparents. Yes. So she so picnic with my godparents with her dead godparents. Yeah. Yep. Who've been dead since like 2012, and she goes goes look. Their grave arrived. So I don't know if it's just like a grave marker and they're not really buried there or if they've been relocated from another spot and suddenly they're there because sometimes that happens too. It's kind of interesting. But the fact that there's picnic tables in the cemetery now, I like that. It's a throwback. Yeah. It really actually is kind of retro. Did you know that? Like super retro, like a 100 years ago retro. Uh, because cemeteries used to be used as park-like uh, areas. Not necessarily with like equipment and stuff in, like slides, but people would use them more as parks and they would go and picnic there and they would they would sit there at the graves of their relatives and have a meal and kind of talk about so-and-so who has passed on. And I know a lot of people find that idea to be incredibly morbid and weird, but I think that's all about conditioning and how we look at death and how we've looked at death in our country for the last 60, 70, 80, 90 years. I think it's really kind of a neat thing. I've always loved going to cemeteries. I've always loved walking around and learning about it and respecting those who have, have been here before us. And I do not think it is remotely disrespectful to go there, sit down, have a meal, and and respectfully Look around at the place and learn about these people. It, no, it's, it's it's totally different if you're there to like damage the place or hurt something. But if you're there with respect and care for, for generations that have passed, I don't see anything wrong. Yeah. Just imagine this kid walking up to his parents saying, Mom, can we go to the cemetery? That was me. <laughs> that was totally me. I probably asked that like once a week. <laughs> and when the answer was no, I'd be like, do you care if I go play in the woods? No, go ahead. You know where you can go. <laughs> and so I would put on that proton pack that's sitting over there. <laughs> and I would march myself in through the woods and about 15 minutes through the woods in a certain direction, you would come up to the back of the cemetery and I would get into the cemetery I just walk around and look at things. Now, a child walking around with a proton pack in a cemetery, that may be a little disrespectful uh, looking back on it. But <laughs> as an adult, I do like the idea of being able to go to a cemetery. So there's some real beautiful ones, too. Um, you know, the trees, naturally, they get a lot of fertilizer because they're in a cemetery. <laughs> and because there's a lot of dead bodies. Yeah, essentially, yes. And the uh, blood is their water. <laughs> Blood is not their water, but <laughs> but uh, we would go. One of my favorite uh, fond childhood memories in a cemetery is um, we would go in fall and we would collect hickory nuts because in the cemetery I used to go to quite a bit. There was tons of hickory nut trees, big giant ones, and we'd go and collect hickory nuts and then go home and then crack them open. And hickory nuts are a pain in the ass to try and get. Um, 
the nut out of. But uh, but they are they're good when you can get them out if the squirrels haven't eaten them first. So I, I don't know my my reference on cemeteries is probably a lot more warped than the average. But even though it's warped, I like to think it's a better view of a cemetery than a negative view of one. Because I think it can be a good place. So anyhow, that was kind of funny. Right before we got on the air, we got that uh, that text. 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to the first one. It says this house was a three-story plantation-style home with the first floor being the basement. The second floor was a living room, den, and kitchen. And the third floor was the bedrooms. One afternoon, I was home alone and was doing laundry and catching up on chores. So the laundry room was adjacent to the kitchen. And the second floor, the laundry, was finished. And I was taking it upstairs. There were a lot of stairs in the house to fold and put it away. I had two rat terriers who followed me everywhere I went. So, of course, they were always at my feet. So the three of us are upstairs. I'm folding the clothes and the dogs are lying on the floor waiting for me to finish so we could go for a walk. And suddenly I feel a breeze. I'm thinking, where is this coming from? Because all the windows were shut because it was cold out. It was wintertime. And the dog's ears perk up and they start to growl a low menacing growl. I think to myself, what is going on here? I go to the bedroom door, peek out. Dogs are with me and a cold blast of air hits us. I start to run down the stairs to the second floor and stop halfway down and notice that one of the bay windows is now wide open and the curtains are flapping in and out of it. My first thought is someone has broken into the house. Then I realize that there's no way anyone could have gotten in that window without a ladder because it's like eight feet from the ground to the window. So I go to the window, being quiet as possible, just in case there's a ladder propped up there. I look out and no ladder. Whew, I think. I get the curtains back inside and shut the window, looking out to see if I can see anything or anybody out there. There was nothing. The dogs start growling and backing out of the kitchen and I turn to look at what they're looking at and I see the stove and every single burner is on high and they're glowing red. I was so shocked to see it like that. I just went over and turned them all off. Then realization kicked in and I'm scared. I'm really scared. I go to get the dog's lead and the window pops open all by itself again. That was it. I grabbed the dogs, threw them in the car, left the house, and did not come back until everyone else was home. I just did not want to be alone in that house. The window was still open when we returned home. We never figured out who or what was haunting our house, but it continued the whole six years we lived there. This was the scariest memories of my time in our Alabama home. I wonder if the ghost was trying to get in or out. Of the house? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because what if the window was open for it to get out? That's an interesting thought. You know, there, there's some uh, rituals and stuff that people do sometimes when they're trying to uh, exercise a ghost from a home. And some believe that you need to open a window to uh, to have them leave uh, in conjunction with whatever else they're doing and maybe that's the case i'm not here to say it's right or wrong my only observation on that is it seems there's there's a really interesting mix of practicality that sometimes goes along with 
a very impractical situation, meaning a ghost, a haunting. That's not like a normal or common thing, I, I, I guess, you know, depending if you're a sensitive person or not. But, uh, you know, not like every day we walk in the house and, oh, stuff is moving around and ghosts are haunting. You know, in some homes, maybe that is the case. But what I find interesting about that is the fact that, that sometimes there's these very practical solutions and things and actions that take place when someone's trying to get rid of a ghost that just seem so almost too simple. When you think of, I got to get rid of this thing that seems to have these supernatural powers over me. And the way to do it involves opening a window? That to me is like, really? That's it? But I, I think it may be one of those things where sometimes I overthink things. And it's like, maybe there is a lot more simplicity involved when it comes to trying to get a, a, a spirit to leave. Also, another example is putting a bottle of whiskey and a pack of cigarettes in your backyard. <laughs> This is from another story, wasn't it? Yes. Yes. It's not like Harper has this. This is <laughs> In my past life, I put a bottle of whiskey and cigarettes out back and I got those spirits to get on. <laughs> no, there was uh, an episode we did yesterday and that's what, what they did in it, didn't they? Yeah. What was haunting in that story? What was the, do you remember the ghost story part or did just the whiskey and the cigarettes? Is that all that you remember? <laughs> The whiskey and the cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, it was, it was something because, and you'll hear this episode in the coming weeks. Um, it, it was something to the effect of it was a paying homage to the individual that was haunting because it was, those were kind of their vices. Those were some of the things that they really enjoyed in life. And it was almost like, you know, you, you'd put a bowl of food out for an animal to try and get this ghost to leave. They put whiskey and cigarettes out and that seemed to, Kind of do the trick to help them, uh, help them move on to the next spot. Uh, somewhat unconventional, but at the same point, th there's it's kind of endless what what can be done. Why whiskey and cigarettes? Well, like I said, it was it was what they what that individual liked in life. So if if you're trying to lure something to a certain place, if if that's what your thing is. Uh, you're you're gonna try and and do it, you know. It, it, it's like for children. This is an interesting one. I just saw a video uh, last night, uh, and and I don't know. It, it was it's just it's kind of making the rounds as of right now online, and I don't know that it's been debunked or anything yet, and I don't know that it will be debunked. But it's one. Of, it's a grainy. Um, security camera video and the story goes a, a family uh daughter their their daughter passed away and she was young she was a little girl she was like your age uh might maybe even a little bit younger and their the grave of the daughter kept being vandalized or so they thought what 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 does vandalize mean it means um it, it was being damaged they, they'd go visit the grave and things would be missing from it. Like the, mainly they would be putting toys at the grave. Um, just kind of, it's a paying respect thing to the little girl. You know, she's gone, she's out of their life and they're grieving. And what they want, they would do, they, they bring her some of her favorite toys and leave them at the grave. And they would go there the next day and some of the toys would be gone or missing or moved or things like that. And they're like, well, now, who's doing this? What, what's going on? We want to figure this out. Um, vandalized can also mean like damaging the gravestone itself. Um, 
so they they got permission to put a security camera up uh, on another like a tree that was pointing at the grave, and in the security camera footage that they found, in the middle of the night, you see the figure of a little girl walking off frame, meaning outside of the camera frame, and then into the frame of the camera, and then going to the grave and looking at the toys, kind of messing around with them for a little bit. And you never get like a real clear shot of her head. You just kind of see like the back of her hair. And she looks like a little girl. It, she's not like transparent or she's not ghostly. Other than the fact that it's like 3 a.m. and there's a little girl at a grave in the middle of the night. That's not right. Yeah. And then she appears to walk away from the grave and it almost appears that there's another taller figure by her. And then they, they just walk away peacefully. And the family is convinced that the, the little girl is their little girl. That she's somehow coming out. She's not like digging out from the dirt, but she's just kind of like wandering over to the grave, looking at the toys, playing with them a little bit. And then she kind of gets ushered away. Like somebody says, okay, it's time to stop playing and leave. Logically, I mean, your, your, your debunked easy explanation would be someone is taking a five-year-old to a graveyard at 3 a.m. to play with toys on a gravesite. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. It, it, physically, could that happen? Sure. But it's kind of messed up. So they're trying to figure this out going, is this really... You know, they, they like to believe it's maybe their little girl, but they're, they're also kind of like, this is what the hell is going on here. But who is that person? Well, that black shadow that's like, mm -hmm. okay, time to leave. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's another part of it. You know, is it is it a deceased loved one? Is it a deceased grandparent or something that's, or, that's watching out for her and kind of helping her along? Or is it something completely different and evil? Is it something that's not the little girl? Is it something that is rather kidnapping the little girl? <laughs> uh, you know, there's a lot of weird possibilities. Uh, the fact that they're on camera, they're seeing a little girl at a gravesite at in the middle of the night. I don't know if it's 3 a.m., but it's the middle of the night. And there's another larger figure that seems to take her away. Not in any sort of like forceful way, but just like, okay, time to go. Um, it, it's, it's very bizarre. It's very troubling and it is very spooky just to see that video because um, the girl looks to be about the same height and size as the little girl who passed away. Um, so I, it's it's weird. Uh, it, it's very weird to wonder what exactly is going on there. And I don't know if we're going to find any answers or if it'll be debunked or, or what it is, but it's a current one that is floating around on the Internet. As a kid, when I went to grave sites, when I because I, I did, we talked about this earlier, I would visit cemeteries all the time. There was two of them near my house. One of them, I, I would actually learn to ride my bike in a cemetery. It was nice and flat land. The whole cemetery was a big circle. And um, and it's where my grandma is buried. I think I've shown you that there's a bunch of mausoleums and she's in one of the drawers. Yeah, um, it's that one. And but it's a nice big flat 
circle that you can ride around in. So I would go and ride my bike over to that one. This is not the Uber Spooky Cemetery. This one was really, it was more modern. It wasn't that old. It was just a big, the graves were all flat onto the ground. It, it was a more modern cemetery. But there was, I, I do remember there was a grave site there uh, of a little boy who had passed away. And I'd always go take a look at that grave site and I'd say hi to the grave site. And the the parents, I'm assuming it was the parents, would leave his toys at the grave site. So there'd be like little trucks and little, uh, you know, little uh, matchbox cars and other stuff a little boy would be playing with at that age. And I was the same age. So, I mean, at, at the same time, while I'm going around the cemetery and I'm like seven or eight, I, I'm like kind of like tempted to play with the toys because <laughs> it's like, oh, this looks fun. There's toys right here in front of me. But at the same point, it's like they're on the grave. These are these this little boy's toys. So I never did play with the toys, but I did say hi. I didn't know who the little boy was. I never met him. I didn't know him in life, but it was one of those kind of weird moments where you kind of have a, a realization at that age going, oh, this this can happen to anyone at, at, at any age. And I don't think I had a lot of death in my life at that point. I think like a great grandma that had passed away by that point, but knowing that of my age that I had known that had passed yet. And it's, it's kind of a weird feeling when you have that. Um, I, as you, as I got older, I, I did have some friends who died, um, through childhood. Um, and you know, a lot of us have that happen. I don't know that, that you've had that happen yet. Nope. Um, but, um, but it's uh it's a interesting feeling, um, just to kind of, it's it's part of life, you know, but it's a realization that you make. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's go to our next story. It says, I have a story that happened to me when I was probably around 10 or 12 years old. My dad had just recently built a little storage shed in our backyard. My cousins came over one day for a sleepover and we thought it would be a good idea to sleep in the shed that night. So he put a bed in there and brought an old ass laptop for entertainment. There was not enough room for all of us on the bed. So one of my cousins and I slept on the ground. It was four of us in total. That night we stayed up late watching UFO and paranormal videos on YouTube until we were too sleepy to continue. We all went to bed in our assigned positions and finally fell asleep. I randomly woke up in the middle of the night with a weird feeling, but I tried to shake it and go back to sleep. Mind you, the shed has only one window on the side and the moonlight was peering through just enough that I had some visibility. As I lay there with my eyes closed, trying to go back to sleep, I felt a hand grip my right ankle. My first thought was it was my cousin who was sleeping next to me, was grabbing me, but I turned to him and he's dead asleep. I immediately had a sense of fear fill my body, and as I laid there frozen with fear, I felt the grip on my ankle get tighter with more pressure. I instinctively lifted my leg up, and I clearly see a green hand gripping my ankle. I can only see the fingers around my leg and the forearm that cuts off at the ground. I can only compare it to when you watch a zombie movie, and the zombie is rising from the grave, and the first thing that comes out from the ground is its hand. I freaked out and started kicking away from it and it released my leg and I see the hand slowly descend into the ground again. I did not know what to do or if I should wake my cousins up. So I just prayed myself back to sleep. I don't know if my young mind was just playing tricks on me, but I can assure you I saw a green hand around my ankle. It was not 
a bright green hat. It was almost a shade of brown, but I vividly remember it. The next morning, I tell everyone but my parents, write it off as a nightmare and do not believe me, but I know what I saw. I can say I've never slept in that shed again, and I still get a weird feeling when I go in there to find things. Thanks for reading. Love the show. Keep it up. Could it be a zombie? I doubt it. <laughs> well, ghosts are real. Why can't zombies be real? They're well, just a different version of ghosts. Well, my thought is zombies. I mean, there, there, there are zombies in certain cultures and things like that. But what we're talking about here in this case, where they're out in the shed and they've kind of freaked themselves out and, and all of that. Could it have been something ghostly? Yes. But you know how we've talked about situations where the the ghost, especially if it's something negative, will take on the form of whatever it knows will freak that person out the most. So if that person was going to be most scared of a kitten, <laughs> there would have been a kitten. Oh, if who's scared of kittens? Well, exactly. But but if that entity or whatever knew that that w- what would freak that person out the most because this thing its intent is to cause fear if it knew that the the scariest thing that it could do at that moment in time was to appear as a hand coming out of the ground and grabbing someone's ankle that's what it was going to do it's like the television boy and the girl and the girl from the ring well not exactly but it's it's one of those things where it's it's taking on the form of whatever is going to scare the most. And that's that's my guess. Is it literally a zombie coming up from the ground? No. It, could it have been something dark that wanted to scare and that's the form it took? Yes. yes. That's, that's, that's my opinion anyway. I never... Honestly, I, I never thought at one point in life that I would ever... Think that demons would ever be real. Yeah, welcome to the show, honey. <laughs> it's 2020, so anything's possible. I guess the zombie thing is possible, too. So, Including <clears throat> demons are just another version of monsters. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, demons are like what, you know, monsters arose from. You it's know? not like this big, giant, fuzzy, one-eyed thing. No, it's not like Five Nights at Freddy's or or something like that, which I do want to try playing sometime in virtual reality. I'm never going to do it. (laughs) And if you ever do, I'm going to beg you to delete it. Just don't click on it and you'll be fine. That's all. (laughs) Are you someone where if there's something there and you know it's going to scare you, but it's there, will you still play it? Just to see it? Or or will you avoid it completely and, and just say, I, no, I'm not doing that? Completely avoid it. Okay. Because I'm someone who the curiosity will get the best of me. And I'll end up going and being like, I got to see what that is. I have a different point of curiosity. Yeah. It's like me with small spaces. Mm-hmm. Like if I see a tiny little small space that almost looks like a room. Mm-hmm. I will have to go in it. Sure. No matter what. Check it out. Yeah. So you're not like, you don't get uh, claustrophobic at all. No. 
You're you're totally good with small spaces. Would you be good at at like going through caves? Like in really tiny places and and get that that to me scares the hell out of me. I'm not afraid of a small room, but I'm not good with like the earth and getting into the ground and caves and like having to be on my belly and like army crawl or kind of wiggle my way through small spaces to get from point A to point B. That idea scares the hell out of me because in my view, the earth could shift and that could collapse on me a lot easier than a structure could. There's a lot less certainty as to what is there and what could happen with the the earth versus um, a, a building. Yeah, because you're scared because it comes because it could collapse at any time. Yeah. You're mostly worried about your support. Yeah. Th- that's what I'm afraid of more than anything. Yeah. Have you... Um, there's also this thing... You know that game Hole in the Ground? The game Hole in... Oh, like the app? Yeah. Sure. There is actually something like that. But it doesn't move around. It well, just... Yeah, sinkholes. Yeah, sinkholes. Yeah, they're real. They yeah. happen. And they're terrifying. It, it is terrifying to think of that and, and what, what could happen because sinkholes have appeared in, in a lot of places. A lot, Many times they can be attributed for a reason as to why there's a sinkhole there. Oftentimes it's mines um, where people used to do mining um, or still do mining um, underneath cities. And then sometimes the mines themselves, if they're abandoned or hopefully abandoned, uh, will collapse into the ground. And then it sinks everything above it down, um, you know, so many feet of, you know, as the mine collapses. So there's a house there, whatever's there, it goes down. And so does anything that's sitting there with it. Um, it it's amazing to me. I once uh, went on a mine tour. Um, in, when I was, uh, when we were in, in Kansas, uh, there's a town called Hutchinson and they have uh, a big salt mine there and they have a salt mine museum. And I took a tour of it one day, the, the day they actually opened it to the public. I did a live radio broadcast, uh, from the center of the earth, <laughs> not the center of the earth, but, uh, about 300 feet down into the earth. I had to take an elevator that goes into the mine, which is way, way down there. And we were in layers of salt because they were mining salt out of the earth. And they don't mine this mine anymore, as far as I know. But I was amazed at how far into the city the mine system went. We had like golf cart type things down there and we drove it and we drove it and we drove. We drove like miles in under the earth, pure blackness other than our light. This thing went under the city. It certainly went under houses. It went under businesses. It went under everything. And it's just this big open space underground. And it blows your mind to think that this exists. But that's how you can have those collapses sometimes because there's all these old systems that are there that we may not even know of anymore that sometimes do collapse. And then it goes down. Sometimes there's just natural caves and stuff too in our the earth that will collapse down and that's what you get. There could be a mine right under us right now. Uh, probably more of a cave system than a mine. I don't believe there's a lot of mining right in this area, but there's a huge thing of limestone that we're sitting on. And below that, there's likely a cave system. Our last house 
when we were, not our last house, but the one previous to that one in Branson, very likely massive cave system below our house. Um, quite a bit, quite a ways down. And you can only imagine what that would look like. Just very, you know, nature at its best, never touched. Stalactites, stalagmites, interesting creatures, water. It, yeah, it's very interesting. Bears? No bears. No bears. No, bears aren't down there. But like sometimes like fish and things like that, if there's an aquifer or a way to uh, to get into it. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost story with us. Another story says, I'm in my early 20s. I live in North London with my sister and my dad. I was between 10 and 11 years old when this happened. My mom and brother also lived there too. We had been on to our house a couple of uh, years uh, already, but nothing spooky had happened previously. When we moved in the house, it had no double uh, glazing, just the normal kind of windows, which blew a draft in and let all the heat out. The door to the back that led to the garden would shake when there was a strong wind. Our staircase leading to the bedrooms was wooden with no carpet or any other sort of covering, still like that now, and it would creak if you stepped on the bottom of the top step. My bedroom was so small, it was a square room which had no door. I would normally sleep with my head facing the door frame. I could see the staircase from where I was. I'd go to sleep as normal without anything out of the ordinary happening, but for some reason, wake suddenly for no apparent reason. Normally, I'd wake up if I needed to use the bathroom. It would be all quiet. I was more confused than scared. But when I looked to my side table where I had my clock and it was 3 a.m., as I put my head back down to go to sleep, I heard the back door that leads to the garden slam shut. Then almost two seconds later, there was a sound of slow footsteps coming up the stairs. Now, being 10, I was more kind of curious than anything else. So I turned my head, looked toward the staircase. Not sure why I might have thought it was my dad or something, but as the footsteps progressed up the stairs, I could see no one. And when the footsteps got closer to my door, I hid under the cover. As I did this, the footsteps stopped. I stayed under my covers until I was sweaty and fell asleep. When I was up getting ready for school, I told my dad about the encounter with the footsteps and the slamming door and asked if he was up at the time. My dad gave me a funny look and simply said that I must have been dreaming. My dad does not believe in that stuff, never has and still doesn't. Also, he said if the door slammed, he himself would have been more than likely woken up too since he's a light sleeper. This continued for a few weeks. I had not told my brother or sister about this. I really thought that maybe it was just me dreaming until one night it happened to my brother and his friend who was staying over in the room next to mine. This is what my brother told me the next day. I for once did not hear this or wake up and his friend was already gone. My sister and brother shared a room at that time, but she was staying over at a friend's place that night. My brother and friend were talking and watching DVDs in the bedroom, mostly comedies like Ace Ventura and things like that. It was late around 2.30 a.m. My brother's friend wanted a drink, but did not want to go downstairs on his own, so both my brother and his mate went downstairs to get a drink. When they were halfway back up the stairs, they heard a loud thump on the first step. They both looked down and around, but shrugged it off and had a bit of nervous giggle about it. But as they turned, a load of footsteps carried on towards them. At this point, he said that they both freaked and ran into the bedroom and closed the door as quickly as they could without looking into the hallway. But this was not the end of that, because what happened next was that whatever was coming up the stairs didn't seem too happy about having the door shut in its face, and it banged on the door three times. They both both sat in front of the door, and my brother's mate began to cry. My brother then said that there was a voice, a deep and sort of gravelly-like man's voice, saying very clearly, let me in. Then it was silent. 
He said that they both sat in front of the door, scared out of their minds for over an hour, not daring to move until his friend had had enough and was determined to go home, which was only a few doors down from us. He got up, opened the door to the bedroom, practically jumped down the stairs, opened the front with such force that it banged against the wall, leaving the door open. My brother said that is when Mum came out of her room to find out what the noise was. He told her that it was his friend bolting from the house. He then told her mom what happened and asked if she heard anything apart from when his friend left. She said that it was the first and only noise she heard and did not really believe him about his story. I then told him that I had the same kind of experience, but it was just me waking up at 3 a.m. to the back door slamming and someone walking heavily up the stairs, but no one was there. We were both a little freaked at this. My brother's friend did not stay around the house for ages after that, and my brother did not have any other things happen. But I continued to hear the same thing every night for about six months. My dad eventually decided to get double glazing for the windows all through the house, including the back door. When it was put in, the slamming of the door stopped. The footsteps happened every now and then. And even my friend, who's deeply religious, I did not even tell her about it, had heard it when she stays over. Not sure what to think of it, but sometimes I do feel like I'm being watched. But it's not a really bad feeling. It's just like someone peeking there, head around the corner saying peekaboo. Quite a friendly presence, really. My brother's experience, well, I'm not sure what to think about it. What do you guys think? Okay. Can ghosts block the sound if no one else can hear it? Or is that just them? That's an interesting thing. Um, There's been a lot of stories about essentially ghosts absorbing sound where someone could be standing in the room talking loudly, screaming, a noise happening, glass breaking, something happening. And when that ghostly presence is there, it seems to interrupt the sound waves where the other people can't necessarily hear it. Somehow they're in control of that. Yeah. What about that deep voice that said, let me in? What about it? Would you really, well, would you really be like, okay, this is friendly? No. No, I mean, that would certainly, you know, it almost makes you wonder if there's two things going on, two different hauntings in the same place. Or is it just this thing that's trying to convince um, the person that was telling the story that Mm -hmm. it's good? Even though it's um, scaring the other person. Yeah. Well, here's another thought. And this is, is very simplistic, but it's if we're talking about like a human ghost, very logical. Um, when we're talking about. Go- when we're talking about ghosts and we're talking about them once being human, there are people. Doing normal people things. Yes. Not blocking sound and not (laughs) and not doing like and not being shadows and just Well, here's the thing. There's certain people you like and certain people you don't like. And sometimes the way that we show our feelings to the people that we don't like, they are aware of that. And to the people that we do like, they are aware of that. So it could be the same ghost, and this ghost just may not like the one. And it may like the other. 
And that's all it is. It's not that it's evil or a bad, horrible person. It's just some personalities work with some and some don't. And that just might be what we're dealing with here. In this case, is it's the one thing. It's not two different things. It's just it likes one person. It doesn't like the other. Doesn't you like one some people? You like some other people because of the fact that you don't like some people doesn't make you a horrible person. It just is you know it's we all we all have people we don't like. We all have people we do like. We're not bad people for not being fans of every person that we encounter, and that's just maybe what is going on here maybe more simple than uh than we're really you know thinking maybe we're overthinking it a bit i think that could possibly be the case uh with this haunting that's gonna wrap up today's episode of real ghost stories online if you like the show keep us on the air become an extra podcast person sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to keep us on the air and get all those extras as well Until next time, for Harper and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony. Thanks for listening. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.